Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. I'm Vanessa Denha Garmo here with Epiphany Communications, coaching and consulting. Suicide is the second leading cause of death, starting with children at the age of 10 all the way up to adults at 33. More teenagers and young adults die from suicide than from cancer, heart disease, AIDS, birth defects, stroke, pneumonia, influenza, and chronic lung disease all combined. GrowthWorks is a member of the Suicide Prevention Coalition that was started through a community health needs assessment initiated by St. Mary Mercy Trinity Health Livonia in 2015. September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. And joining us now is Brian Galdis, who will be speaking about this and, and much more uh, here today. Brian holds a bachelor's degree in education and a master's degree in education administration from Wayne State University. He also retired from the South Redford School District, where he served for more than 30 years as a teacher, principal, and superintendent of schools. Brian continues to serve adolescents in the Western Wayne County region through his leadership of the Suicide Prevention Coalition, the coalition is comprised of seven school districts and two hospitals collectively battling adolescent depression, suicide, and the stigma associated with mental health. Brian, thank you so much for joining us here on It's Your Community. Thank you, Vanessa, for having me on the show to discuss this important topic. So let's talk, Brian, first about how this coalition came to be and how you got involved. So I was a um, superintendent of schools in, in, in South Redford, and I was asked to sit on a, um, a steering committee for St. Mary's Hospital. And that steering committee did a community needs assessment. And the number one issue that the community saw that they wanted St. Mary's at the time, now Trinity Health, to uh, address was mental health. And because I was associated with the schools, I gravitated towards the adolescent part of that work. And so what we did to, to make a difference was we asked the seven school districts that surrounded St. Mary's at the time um, to come together and to um, and bring the social workers, the counselors into the, um, into the hospital and ask them what they needed and, and what the issues were. And so in those districts were Northville, Plymouth Canton, Wayne Westland, Garden City, Redford Union, South Redford, and Livonia. And, and so we, um, we did that. And we did that for a number of years. And um, GrowthWorks and Livonia St. Mary's wrote a grant to, to bring some leadership and to really formalize the, the coalition. And, and they did that. And so GrowthWorks stepped up and put the dollars forward to to make sure that we were able to um, sustain the work. Mm -hmm. And I'm so very grateful to GrowthWorks for, for having done that. Give us an overview, Brian, of GrowthWorks. GrowthWorks is, it started back in the uh, mid 60s and they, they started as an organization to meet the needs of students who were um, maybe a little bit aimless, maybe were struggling to find their way. And, and they've evolved into Quite a, quite a large organization that deals with students who are, um, mainly students who are adjudicated um, and in the court systems. They're typically um, dealing with some issues with um, maybe maybe addiction, um, maybe some um, 
you know, kind of some bad decisions in terms of the law. Um, and so the mental health piece of the work that we're doing now is kind of new to growth works. And, um, and, and it's really kind of come about with this coalition. How has the issue of mental health changed in all your years of education, working in the education system, 30 years, what you saw as a teacher, as a principal, as a superintendent, how has it changed or even gotten worse over the years? I know you have some stats you can share as well. I do. You know, the stats are are pretty staggering. And and um, I, I do presentations um, around the coalition area. And um, I literally see jaws drop when I give some of these statistics. But the, um, the CDC has come out with a couple of studies. Um, one of them shows that that the, the number of, of adolescents that visit the ER in terms of mental health crisis has increased by 8% since 2015. That's an 8% increase every year, year after year. And then the return visit, so some, a student in crisis coming back for a return visit to the ER is also up significantly. The, um, the CDC also came out, out with a survey, I'm sorry, a, 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 some research in December it shows the latest um, numbers um, um, connected to, to suicide in adolescents. Uh, the, when you look nationally, and um, this, these national statistics hold true for the state of Michigan, and they also hold true for Wayne County, we do our own uh, research in terms of some of this information, and they are almost exactly the same results as, as the CDC received. So if you look at students who felt sad or home, hopeless in the last 12 months, 40% of students that are sitting currently in our high schools have felt sad or hopeless in the last 12 months. And hope is so connected to depression and suicide. I'll talk about that in a little bit. 22% um, of students have uh, considered an attempt, uh, suicide attempt. And so if you take a, a, a school district like Livonia, Livonia has, um, they have about 4,500 high schoolers. That's 999 students in the Livonia schools um, that have felt sad or, or um, help, hope, hopeless. Or I'm sorry, they have considered an attempt of suicide. Yeah. 999 students. Again, that's taking the, the state and the county percentages and extrapolating them into the number of Livonia students we have. If you look at made an attempt, those students who have made an attempt on their life in the last 12 months, 9% of students across the country and also in Wayne County have made an attempt on their life in the last 12 months. Wow. And so if you extrapolate those numbers with Livonia having 4,500 students, that's 405 students sitting in the high schools right now. If you look at the Redford schools, there's about 2,000 high schoolers in, in Redford Township right now. That's 200 students sitting in the schools as we speak that have made an attempt in the last uh, 12 months. And, and, and that's just not an acceptable number. Uh, no, and it, that's, that's it's, staggering. It's alarming and staggering. So what do we do? It, it's September's you know, awareness month, mental health awareness month. And we're talking about adolescents and teenagers and 
So what do we do as, as parents, as administrators, as teachers, as business owners, as, you know, people involved in our churches? I mean, how, what do we do? What would you like to see people do to help with this situation? I think one of the things that the community can do to make a difference is to come together. Schools alone aren't going to solve this problem or, or even make a dent in the problem alone. It really is going to take the whole community. It's going to take the churches. It's going to take city councils. It's going to take the chamber of commerce. It's going to take uh, churches. Um, we're all going to need to come together and, and deal with the issues that are out there. And for students, um, you know, there, there, there are things that we need to deal with. Certainly, certainly bullying is something that comes up, you know, pretty common when you talk about these things and it, it's legitimate. Back in my day when there, when, when people were bullied and there was plenty of bullying going on, but it was, it was very situational. I mean, you were, you had to be at school, you had to be in a group. It's 24 seven now and it's, it's, it's anonymous. And so social media really has, has played a part in this for sure. Um, and, and social media also has another, another face in that if I, if I'm a adolescent trying to figure out who I am, what I am and what the rest of the world is, um, I'm looking on, on social media and I'm seeing all these wonderful things that everybody's doing and how great everybody else's life is and how wonderful they all look. Um, because you put your, your best foot forward, you have filters and all those kinds of things. And, and that plays heavy with 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 our um, with our adolescents also. So I think yeah. we need to be aware of those things as certainly as families um, um, and as communities, um, as churches, and and we need to help students um, and adolescents really come to terms with what is real out there and what isn't real. Yeah. Um, earlier I said in the the statistics that um, many of our students, 40% of our students across the country, have felt sad or hopeless. N nobody who attempts to take their life wants to die. They just feel like it's their only, their option. only option, their only yeah. solution. And, and a lot of it is because they feel hopeless. If we can give them hope, whether you're a family member or a friend or, or someone, um, a, a church member, um, that will make all the difference in the world for that one individual. So, so those are some things we can do as a community. Yeah. Sometimes people just need to know somebody else cares, you know, and uh, yeah, and it just maybe that's the reaching hand. Maybe what you do is, you know, show somebody that you care that you're there for them. And maybe that's something that you could talk to your kids about is, is, you know, having that compassion. Maybe you're seeing that odd kid out, you know, nobody talks to you in school. And I, you know, I have a teenage daughter. She mentions this stuff to me all the time. And, you know, we always talk about making an effort to make somebody feel welcome, you know, you know, uh, or, or included. Um, and so you, you mentioned social media, Brian, it's, it's such a great point to make because when we were growing up, you know, we had escapes, you know, there might've been bullies on the playground or in school or on the soccer team, but you got to go home and escape from it. There was some kind of refuge and with social media, there is no peace. You can't turn it off. They can find you somehow, some way, um, and so these are such important conversations to have, you know, Brian, you, you talked about, it takes the whole community. And I love that you said that because we're big proponents here at your community about connecting, communicating and collaborating. What can people do listening? You know, how can they get involved, whether they're a business owner, whether they part of a chamber, whether they're in a church community, like, is it, how can they get involved in the whole cause? Is it bring awareness, bring speakers like you to an event? Like, what can they do? 
Absolutely. I, I think becoming more aware of of the the issues that are out there in mental health. We one of the big issues we're wrestling with, and, and it's part of our mission statement to to deal with, is the stigma that um, surrounds mental health. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's something we don't talk about, and we don't talk about it as a family. We don't talk about it as an extended family. You know, we don't talk about it in schools or churches, and, and we really need to start that conversation. One of the things that we're doing as the coalition is we are training in those seven districts. We've trained 5,000 adults in uh, suicide awareness. And so we've trained bus drivers, um, cafeteria workers, teachers, administrators, and the like to, um, to be able to identify some, some red flags. And then also to give, if you recognize a red flag for someone who might be in crisis, how do you ask that question of, are you thinking about taking your life? Are you thinking about killing yourself? Um, and and giving you some tools if if you realize that they are are you know thinking about that path, um, that's that's a kind of a scary place to be in, and so we'll give you some tools to be able to persuade that person to get help, um, to give them hope, um, and to to help them find the the help that they need, and then get them to refer. So maybe it's making the 988 call um, to the suicide prevention line. Um, and, 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 and there's so many resources on that line to help move the person in the right direction. Um, this year, we're also going to be um, um, training all of the students in those seven school districts that are high school students um, in the same suicide awareness training. Um, so by June, all the students will have had it too. We're also building systems into the school district where there are trainers in, um, embedded in the school districts so that it's systemic, it's not a one-time thing. Um, yeah. And so um, so I think that's an important step of, of, of moving forward. Um, I, I think staying connected with people. I think people who are isolated and, and connected with, and also hope, hope, hopeless are most at risk. So staying connected with people um, I think it's so important, whether it's a, a student, a family member, an extended family member, or someone in the church. Mm. You know, you cool. talk about training kids, Brian, and I want you to elaborate a little bit on that because, you know, um, kids talk to kids, you know, they talk to their peers and, you know, training them, I think is so important because um, they may tell their fellow students before they tell their parents or a teacher or a counselor what's going on with them. Absolutely. You know, I believe that that the friend circle knows long before the parents do that, that a student might be struggling with with um, with any of these issues. And so, um, again, our hope is to be able to train students to be able to identify those those red flags and not that a student is going to be responsible to to counsel another student um, or, or meet their needs for for mental health. But but be able to have the tools in their pouch to be able to connect to an adult that can make a difference, um, that can intervene, um, get that, persuade that person to, to talk to an adult, make a phone call um, to make sure that person is, is, um, is going in the right direction to help them out. Um, I know coming up in, in November uh, is a mental health conference. And one of the speakers is somebody I happen to have met and interviewed in former Detroit Lion, uh, Eric Hipple, who lost his son to suicide. Can you tell us about a little bit about this conference, what it entails and why it's so important? 
Yes, the, the title of it is Disrupting the Narrative. And again, it's about, it's about um, training our mental health staff that are in the schools um, and, and getting them the professional development that they need. Every election day in November, all of the Wayne County schools shut down and we have professional development. And it's, it's a little bit lacking for mental health professionals because unfortunately, this is another problem, but unfortunately we don't have many in the schools. And so as a coalition, we're putting together this conference for specific for mental health professionals that are working in schools or hospitals, emergency rooms, those kinds of places. And, um, and we're getting them the, the professional development and also the networking that they need um, to be the best that they can be, um, you know, moving forward. There's, you know, as we're talking about professional development and mental health professionals, there's a real need in Michigan for mental health professionals. The University of Michigan did a recent study and they found that 40,000 teens that are, that need help that have been diagnosed with depression or anxiety um, aren't being serviced. And, and the three main reasons why are stigma, and we've talked about that for sure, access, because there just aren't enough social workers, counselors, and mental health professionals to meet the needs of everyone who needs it in Michigan. And then affordability. Um, it's, you know, it's um, insurances aren't always equal when you're looking at mental health versus physical health. Yeah. And a lot of times it's it, it, the, the mental health part of insurance falls short and families can't afford it. So, um, so those are the three main reasons kids aren't getting the help that they need. Um, and, and of course that can be, you know, that needs to be addressed also. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what inspired you, Brian, as a longtime educator, a teacher, principal, superintendent to want to work in this area of mental health with growth works? Well, certainly um, my work with St. Mary's Hospital, Trinity Health, um, you know, is, is, um, is, is, was, has been influential in my life, but I also lost a stepdaughter um, who was an absolute beautiful angel um, mm. to um, depression and suicide. Mm. And so that certainly drives my passion. Sure. I'm sorry to hear that. As a parent who went through that, what would you say to parents today? What, 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 you know, you go out and speak to people, you, you, you're part of conferences, you give talks. What is your resounding message? You know, especially parents who have experienced what you have and lost a child to suicide or have a child who is suffering with depression, anxiety. I think, I think the important thing is to, um, stay connected with others who are, who are having some of those same struggles. Yeah. Um, you know, um, really stay connected to, to that child. And, um, and there are others out there who are, who are um, dealing with the same issues. Obviously, when you look at the, the statistics that we had talked about earlier, um, um, you know, to, to stay connected and, and, um, and, and find hope in that. Yeah, yeah. We're talking with Brian Galdis today. Uh, here, September is Mental Health Awareness Month. We're talking primarily about adolescents and teenagers suffering with stress and anxiety and depression. We know it was on the rise post-COVID because of the isolation, because of the lockdowns. And Brian, you talked about the importance of staying connected and fellowship and and reaching out to people. And um, 
you know, if if a fellow student suspects that a classmate or a teammate or somebody is struggling, what's the first thing they should do? The first thing that they should do is to certainly find a way to make sure an adult knows um, some adult in their life that that can um, that can help out. Um, they need to give that person hope. Um, you know, it's again, I, I said earlier that no one who makes a choice to take their life wants to die. You know, they're, they're, they feel like it's their only option and, and they have no hope. So providing a little bit of hope um, and listening to that person, um, mm-hmm. staying with that person until, um, you know, depending on the crisis, until um, there's an adult in the, in the situation that can help move that forward and, and be that support person. Um, the, um, it, 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 it's that lack of hope and that, um, that connectedness, I think that makes a real difference for those who are in crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, what else do you want to share with our listeners here on Itcher Community about this month of September, this awareness month and, and the issue that we're dealing with, with mental health issues in the state of Michigan and in the country? What else do you want our listeners to know? Well, certainly be aware of the um, the intensity of the situation and the enormity of the situation. I think because we're not talking about it, people don't realize how many people are struggling with this. I, I would venture to guess in, in a room, and, I've, and I've, I've mentioned this in rooms I've talked to, um, probably almost every person in the room has had a run-in with depression, either in their family or their extended family or, or their friend group and um, particularly with adolescents. And, um, you know, we really need to start coming together and we need to have start having conversations. And September is, is a mental health awareness month. So it's, there'll be information out there that people can, can dip into. Um, and um, so do that. Um, talk to legislators. Um, we're, you know, we're lucky enough to have some very supportive legislators in this area um, and who have been very interested in making a difference. Um, and, you know, work, advocate for, for the help that we need, um, in the schools, you know, and, and also in, in the private sector to meet the, the needs of these kids and, um, and really anyone who's dealing with mental health, but, but particularly the kids who are suffering right now. Yeah. Did you want to give out any information, a website or anything out you want to share with GrowthWorks or anything like that with our listeners? Well, we do have the um, the NAMI walk, and if you go to NAMI, which is the National Association of Mental Illness, if you go to their website, we have a, a walk that we're sponsoring actually a team in, and it's um uh, it's September 16th, and it's down at Wayne State, and um, again, it helps to bring awareness to um, to mental health, and um, and you know it's a fundraiser too, but but it's not only about fundraising. Just going down there and, and, and being part of that, I think, is is important. Um, and then, um, yeah, if you go to um, uh, GrowthWorks, um, uh, there's certainly a number of links there that can help people stay connected into um, some of this work. Yeah, there's a lot of information. GWCares.org, GWCares.org. Brian Galdis, thank you so much for joining us here on Itcher Community and sharing with us this important message about mental health awareness during Mental Health Awareness Month. Well, thank you, Vanessa, for having me on. 
questions or comments, show topics you want me to get to, Vanessa Denhagarmo. You can find me on different platforms, uh, Vanessa Denhagarmo on LinkedIn, on Instagram. You can also find me on Twitter, Epiphany Communications on Facebook. And you can also go to my website, Epiphany Communications, ccc.com. As always, we remind you to connect, communicate, and to collaborate with your community. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time right here on It's Your Community. It's Your Community, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.